What up? What up? What up? Thank you so much for tuning in here to this latest episode of Asbrox Football Thoughts, where I am recapping the Cincinnati Bengals' victory over the Jacksonville Jaguars, where the Bengals got their first win of the season and have improved to 1 2 and 1 on the year. I simply just a, you know, it's a great day to be a Bengals fan right now, as you know, from the mortal words of uh, Alan Cutler, it's, you know, this is just, you know, this is a great day. Um, you know, a win's a win. Uh, this was a tough, tough victory. You know, one that you, you know, the way the game, you know, the way the game was going, the way the team was playing, you kind of, kind of questioned whether it was going to happen or not. Uh, but the Reds, you know, the Reds, geez, I'm, you know, I'm so messed up here right now. Uh, I'm so jacked up. But overall, you know, the way the Bengals got it done, came away 33-25. Like I said, improved to 1-2-1 on the season, where the Jacksonville Jaguars fell to 1-3 on the season. Uh, some of the big highlights of the, or the in terms of the stats, uh, Gardner Minshew uh, for Jacksonville was 27-40 of for 351 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. James Robinson was the guy uh, really offensively, you know, especially on the ground where he rushed uh, 17 times for 75 yards, an average of 4.4. Gardner Minshew, he ran uh, twice for nine yards. And then LaVisca Chenault for, uh, it was five yards on one rush. Uh, DJ Chark was the the guy for uh, Jacksonville in the air. He had eight receptions for 95 yards. Uh, he was targeted nine times. He did have two touchdowns. Um, LaVisca Chenault, the rookie from Colorado, uh, simply he's a great receiver. Uh, he was five of 86. He was targeted uh, six times. Uh, Ke- uh, Keelan Cole, four for 46. Chris Conley, three for 44. James Robinson, four for 32. James O'Shaughnessy, one for 26. And then Tyler Eifert was targeted six times. Had two receptions for 22 yards. Uh, Miles Jack did get the interception. Uh, that was a you know that was a bummer. Uh, that's going to sadly fall on. Uh, it's going to fall on you know Joe Burrow and, and his stat line, and that's just it's entirely unfair. Joe Burrow was 25 of 36 for 300 yards, uh, one touchdown, and that said interception on that throw to Drew Sample, where Miles Jack just flat out ripped it out of his arms and, you know, came away with the, the interception in the end zone. However, uh, Joe Burrow did become the first NFL rookie or the first rookie in NFL history to throw for 300 yards in three straight games. So Joe Burrow, again, continues to show why he is a legit star rising in this league here. He's, you know, continues to, uh, to make plays and some of his throws are, you know, they're just simply fantastic and that's you know as a Bengals fan you know we have to be excited for because of what he can provide for this team so uh Joe Mixon was Joe Mixon was the man uh Joe Mixon offensively simply stellar 25 rushes for 151 yards he did have two touchdowns he averaged six uh six yards per carry Giovanni Bernard two rushes for 19 yards uh, T. Higgins, one for 13. Joe Burrow, four for 11. Alex Erickson and Tyler Boyd each had one rush. Erickson's went for seven, while Tyler Boyd's went for four. Uh, receiving, uh, I mean, overall, you're looking at it. Nine guys, uh, nine different guys got receptions again. So he's, you know, 
Joe Burrow spreading the ball around. Tyler Boyd, 7 for 90. T. Higgins, 4 for 77. Drew Sample, 3 for 47. Uh, Joe Mixon, 6 for 30. He did have the touchdown reception. Seathan Carter, huge uh, reception in the second half. Uh, that was 1 for 24. Auden Tate, 1 for 15. And then Alex Erickson, uh, 1 for 9. Mike Thomas and A.J. Green for 5 and 3 yards, uh, respectively. Uh, Tyler Boyd was he was the man in terms of the targets. He hauled in seven, like I said. Uh, he was targeted eight times, while T. Higgins was targeted seven, and then Drew Sample five. Um, Joe Mixon uh, was targeted six times, holding all six. So again, the Bengals did a really a really good job of spreading the ball around and offensively, really did a number on Jacksonville. As I'm trying to see if I can get the um, uh, the the basically like the stat sheet to come up here uh, from NFL.com, and of course it's not going to let me, so that doesn't really quite help me out here. But in terms of the game, the first quarter, um, it came. You you saw only a total of ten points scored in that first quarter, where it ended up being a seven to three game going into the the first quarter or at the end of the first quarter i should say jacksonville five plays 16 yards ends up with an interception uh jordan evans came away with the with the pick on the tip ball uh Bengals get the ball go three and out end up having to punt jacksonville gets the ball back um they go a total of four minutes and 52 seconds on a nine play 45 yard drive which culminated in a missed field goal the Bengals okay get the ball back um you know, they go nine plays, 55 yards, and they take three minutes and 57 seconds, you know, off the off the clock there, and it culminated in a 35-yard field goal by Randy Bullock, keeping the Bengals a 3 nothing lead. Jacksonville gets the ball, and they go five plays, 40 yards in just over two minutes, and it ended up being two minutes and 20 seconds, you know, officially, where it ended up being a, a, a touchdown pass um, to Shark for uh, from Gardner Minshew for a uh, you know for a Jacksonville touchdown on an 11-yard pass, giving Jacksonville the 7-3 lead. Bengals have a chance. They go 12 plays, 83 yards, right down the field, taking six minutes. And again, that was the pass where Joe Burrow threw the ball to uh, to Drew Sample, and he just had a just muscled out of his out of his hands. Um, you know, this was a big, this was a big point here in the game because I think if the Bengals come down and they take the lead, you know, at, at ten to seven, then you're kind of, you know, you're you're kind of putting yourself in a, you know, in a pretty good spot, seeing exactly how things are going to play out. Um, Jacksonville with the seven three lead, they go eleven plays, sixty six yards, and takes a five minutes and thirty six seconds off the clock there, and. They get a field goal. Uh, Roses uh, with a 32-yard field goal. Uh, they take the 10 to three lead. So then you're like, okay, now things are starting to get a little down. You're kind of figuring out, you know, is this going to be really what you know what we're you know accustomed to as Bengals fans? Is this going to be a typical Bengals loss where you know it's you know it's things are just aren't going to go our way, or how's this going to play out for us as, as you know? As Bengals fans, it's just, you know, you start to, it starts to creep into your mind as, you know, things just again aren't going to go our way. And 
Bengals get the ball back and they go right down the field. Nine plays, 75 yards, two minutes and 49 seconds. And there you go. They score a touchdown shotgun, you know, Joe Burrow in the shotgun formation. Throws a short pass over to Joe Mixon for nine yards. He hurdles the defender into the end zone. They tie it up. 10-10. You're like, okay. 56 seconds left. Let's see what the Bengals can do. Well, sure enough, the defense again lets, you know, lets lets the the opposing offense just knife throw them like, you know, like, you know, a warm knife going through butter. As Jacksonville goes eight plays. 73 yards in 53 seconds. Now, granted, you know, the Bengals only, they did a good job of holding them to a field goal. However, that means the Bengals have given up points in, and we got to find the stat here of this, which was stunning to me, that the Bengals had given up, let me pull it up here real quick, um, they given up points at the end of, Given up points in the last two minutes of the half. In at this point, before was 23 of their last 33 games dating back to Marvin. Now you're going 24 of four, or 24, 34 games, like I said, dating back to Marvin Lewis. That simply is inexcusable. You cannot let a team, you know, continue to do that. And, you know, that's happened. It's happened every single game we this year. Uh, Bengals have given up points in the last two minutes, you know, of, of the half. And then they give up the, the, the tying touchdown last week with just a few, you know, with just a few seconds left against against the Eagles last week. And then, you know, that's, that's something simply, it's inexcusable. And, you know, it's just, it simply cannot happen. Now the Bengals get the ball back. To start off the first, you know, the the first drive of the third quarter, they get the ball after the half. They go five plays, 75 yards, two minutes and 31 seconds off the clock. Joe Mixon, right side, 34-yard touchdown run. You're like, okay, here we go. Joe Mixon again continues to um, he can continue to impress all game, and that's you know, Joe Mixon, like I said, was an absolute beast, and that's that's what you would expect out of your franchise running back. I mean, he is the guy that signed the contract, uh, the big deal right at the end of, you know, you know, right going into this season here, you're like, all right, you know, the positivity you're bringing in with Joe Mixon, you're kind of like, all right, here we go. And again, he, he proved it today. He goes, uh, you know, 25 carries for 151 yards. Boom, that's what you're talking about. Uh, so, at that point, Bengals take a 17-13 lead. Ball goes right back to Jacksonville. They go four plays, five yards, 52 seconds. They're forced to punt. Bengals get the ball back. Seven plays, 56-yard drive. Where they Bengals started start at the Bengals 39-yard line. They go 56 yards, uh, three minutes and nine seconds, and that ended up being a um, a Joe Mixon run right up the middle for a touchdown on 23-yard play. Um, you know that. That drive was um, that was the one that took place with the um, the 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 flag that I felt should have been tossed, and you know on um, Andrew Wingard who he laid out Jesse Bates in a 
in a defenseless receiver type, you know, play, no flag was thrown. And again, I, I kind of went off on Twitter about it because, you know, that's, that's simply inexcusable. A defenseless receiver is a defenseless receiver regardless. If you're going to throw the flags, then throw the flags. I want to see the flags being thrown if you're going to do it. If you're not, then call it on both sides because, you know, damn well, if that's Jesse Bates making that hit, Jesse Bates is getting, you know, he's getting his ass fined off and he's getting, you know, personal foul after personal foul for a play like that. Simply inexcusable. Um, I digress. Joe Mixon made him pay. Um, you know, on that 23 or that, yeah, 23 yard run up the middle, Bengals take a 24 to 13 lead. You're like, all right, here we go. Jacksonville gets the ball back. Defense steps up again. Three plays, seven yards. Uh, forced them to punt. Bengals get the ball back at the 41-yard line. They go eight plays, 37 yards. And a drive that did kind of sputter a little bit. Um, it did take three minutes and 25 seconds off the clock, and it culminated in a Randy Bullock 40-yard field goal. Bengals are up 23 or 27 to 13. And then you're like, okay, you know, starting to feel pretty good about yourself here. Kind of see exactly what you know how it's going to play out. Um, Jacksonville gets the ball back. They go nine plays, 43 yards, and they did get a 50-yard uh, field goal there to, to bring it within 11. It is, at this point, 27-16. to 16. This is where they traded field goals here. Bengals get the ball back, go 10 plays, 57 yards to basically start the, uh, to start the fourth quarter. Culminated in a 46-yard field goal by Randy Bullock, giving the Bengals back a 14-point lead making it 30 to 16. So it's like, okay, you know, you're back to that 14 point lead. Let's see what happens. Jacksonville, they, you know, they picked apart the Bengals, Gardner Minshew for on a two yard touchdown pass um, to uh, to Shark again. Um, eight plays, 71 yards. Like I said, that took three minutes and six seconds off. They bring it within, um, basically within a score Uh, They go for two. Instead of kicking the field goal to make it, or kicking the extra point to make it a seven-point game, they go for two to try and make it within six. Great job by the Bengals' defense to stop that and stop them short of the the end zone there. And it's, at this point in time, 30-22 to with, you know, now you're you're feeling, like I said, feeling pretty good about, you know, how this is going to go. You know, Bengals get the ball back with, uh, you know, just over five minutes left in, or just over really six minutes left in the game. Um, they go 10 plays, 66 yards, killed four minutes and 28 seconds off the clock. Um, and they got a 30-yard field goal from Randy Bullock to extend the lead back out to 11. So you're thinking, okay, here we go. You know, you're starting, like I said, you're starting to feel pretty good about yourself. Like, all right, this might just happen. Um, at this point, you're up 33-22. Let's see what happens. Um, and again, this Bengals defense, they, they don't step up when it's needed. Um, in crucial situations like this, Jacksonville gets the ball back, and they go six plays, 63 yards, in just over a minute and 30 seconds. So it was a minute and 38 was the official time of the drive before they killed off you know, that time off the clock and got a 30-yard field goal. Horrible time management by Gardner Minshew and the rest of the Jacksonville Jaguars offense there where they wasted way too much time and left it, you know, to an onside kick with eight seconds left and it was recovered by the Bengals after 
Like I said, Rose just got the 30-yard field goal to put it within eight. Bengals, again, had a chance, but they, or the Jacksonville Jaguars, again, had a chance if they would have recovered the onside kick, but then they just, they failed to do it. Bengals recover, and uh, Joe Burrow takes the snap in the victory formation and gets his very first National Football League victory as a member of the Cincinnati Bengals, and the Bengals do improve to one, two, and one. And like I said, in what was a a solid game uh, put forth by the Cincinnati Bengals, and you got to give credit where it's due. Offensive line did a great job, not allowing a sack. Um, I'm still waiting on the. Uh, it'd be kind of nice to have the um, the stats come up here, uh, the official stats uh, from the Bengals, but uh, or from the NFL. But unfortunately, that is not uh, to be the case here in this game. Um, but again, the you know the Cincinnati Bengals got the job done when needed. Granted, it was against a a Jacksonville team. Let's face it, Jacksonville's not very good. Uh, plain and simple, they're not good. Um, the Bengals had to get the victory here. They don't get the victory. Plain and simple, they go 0-7-1 before the bye. You know, as a team, you can't afford to have this happen. Um, you know, you are wasting valuable time with Joe Burrow as your quarterback and, you know, failing to get results. And, you know, and that's just something, like I said, you simply cannot afford to have happen. This team, you know, week in and week out has driven us nuts. Um, I was unable to do a, a recap last week of the Eagles game. So I didn't get a chance um, due to some technical difficulties on my end. I, I couldn't get uh, anything to uh, to record for me, so I was just unable to uh, to get one done, and you know, so I wasn't able to react from that game, which is kind of good because that was maddening in a game that you know you come out and you you fail to uh, you know to get a victory in in a game that you should have won. Now, if you look at, it, let's be honest here, if the Cincinnati Bengals, if they come out and they play even remotely, you know better football offensively, especially from the offensive line, they're no doubt no worse than three and one at this point in time. You know, they could be four and oh, depending on, you know, that that Cleveland game could have been a toss-up if the offense would be able to um, you know, to get the job done. But, you know, let's face it, Cleveland's legit. Um, Cleveland just handled Dallas today 49-38. Granted, they gave up 38 points, so defensively, you're kind of like, eh, you know, you don't really know how to, uh, you know, how to handle that part of it. But, you know, overall, you know, this this Bengals team, you know, if they play even remotely well, like I said, they're in a completely different point of this season. They're not one, two, and one. They are at bare minimum three and one on the season, and you're feeling pretty damn good about yourself. You know, as you're hanging up at the top of the division with Pittsburgh, with Baltimore, with uh, with Cleveland. I mean, you know, a loss here effectively would have put the Bengals out of any division contention whatsoever. Because let's face it, um, you know, next week you're you're fighting an uphill battle against the against the Baltimore Ravens. That team is no joke, and they could easily. You know, put a thumping on you. They just they beat uh, they beat the Red uh, the Washington football team. Excuse me, thirty-one to seventeen today. So your two divisional rivals, you know, came away with victories. Now the Pittsburgh game today was was 
uh, postponed and it was uh, rescheduled, I believe, for like week seven, I think is what it was, if I if I recall, um, due to a couple positive tests. I use the word couple loosely uh, on the on the Tennessee Titans. But, um, you know, this Bengals team, again, it's you, you look at the way they played today and you're going to kind of get a false sense of hope. Uh, because let's be honest, like I said, when you're playing a team as that's you know in Jacksonville that is not very good, like I said, plain and simple, they're not very good. You're playing them, you're going to get that false sense of hope, you know, from a victory like this. And that's the part to where you kind of got to pump the brakes on. Am I happy? I'm happier in hell right now. I, I I'm jacked, you know, because let's face it, being a Cincinnati sports fan, it sucks. It flat out sucks sometimes. Because of the misery we experience year in and year out, you know, I, I enjoy, you know, doing the blogging and podcasting that I do and covering some of the Cincinnati sports teams that I do. I enjoy the hell out of it. I love it. I flat out love it. But my God, it it can really wear you down. Um, you know, you go from FC Cincinnati, who are a complete and utter gong show, to the Cincinnati Reds, who all the hope going into the playoffs and they completely fall flat on their face to the Cincinnati Bengals who they've got one of the great rising stars in this league and you potentially come out winless. That's not the case. At least, like I said, you you have some hope, some positivity going out of this game moving forward. You can see Joe Burrow and the happiness there as he's given all of his offensive linemen, you know, the high fives and they, the hugs, everything like that. That means a lot to him. He deserves it because Joe Burrow flat out is a, like I said, he's a rising star in this league. You know, there's no other way to put it. Joe Burrow is a, Joe Burrow is, like I said, he's a rising star and one that cannot be, you know, he cannot be overlooked. Um, I'm trying to go through here and see the, uh, some of the stats, like I said, this unfortunately the NFL is really slow in loading up their um, their their game notes, which is a problem. Like I said, when I'm, you know, that 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 does a great job of breaking everything down. But um, you know, again, the offensive line comes away, and they did a really good job. Granted, it was against, like I said, a a a, 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 a bad Jacksonville team, plain and simple, a bad Jacksonville team. Granted, they got the job done. This would have sucked a hell of a lot more had this team fallen on their face and not gotten the win, plain and simple. They did not. They got the job done, got the win. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for this, uh, you know, for you know, for this victory here. Much needed uh, and well-deserved uh, for Joe Burrow because, you know, flat out, he has been nothing short of great in, you know, in, in his games, like I said, and some of the throws he's making. And, and, and this was the kind of performance you wanted to see from Joe Mixon as well. Because Joe Mixon, you know, to have a good passing game, you've got to have a good running game. And flat out, that has not been the case so far this year. But they finally got it done, and that's what you want to see. And this, this was a crucial game for the Cincinnati Bengals that they had to win because you're legit staring 0-7-1 at the break and now you know hell at that point I mean you're man you're looking at if you lose that game you are legit looking at a 
two. So you got two wins in a year and a half. And you're looking at potentially 21 losses and one tie going into the bye. That's in a year and a half under Zach Taylor. Now, granted, I have been the... I was... I have been on the, the Eric Bieniemy train. Um, I was on Eric Bieniemy. You know, I, I wanted him originally as my guy. Um, I love Eric Bieniemy. Uh, I loved him at Colorado. Um, me being a Colorado guy, I simply love, you know, Bieniemy. Um, and then you see what he, you know, when he was here as a, as a running back for this, uh, for this franchise, you know, Bieniemy, I, I, I loved him. I simply loved Eric Bieniemy. Uh, would love to see him, you know, here as a head coach um, for this organization. Um, you know, this is a big win for Zach Taylor and, and company. Let's be honest. Uh, this was much needed for him. Uh, you know, something, this was something, like I said, it had to happen as well. Um, you know, this, it's just, it's a frustrating, it's a very frustrating thing to watch because you, you look at, you look at the way the offensive line had played and, they had, they had picked it up towards the end of last season, and you're thinking, okay, you know, the addition of Jonah Williams, okay, what what's that going to do? And we've and Jonah Williams, again, let's be honest, Jonah Williams is still a rookie. He did not have any preseason games to play in as well. So he's technically, you know, he's still learning, you know, on, on the fly as well. Same thing with Joe Burrow. But Jonah Williams showed how athletically gifted he is uh, especially on that one run um, where he came out and was blocking for uh, for Mixon on the one where he kind of broke out and was laying guys out. That was huge. That's a great, great athletic play there by your offensive tackle. Uh, you know, that's something you needed, you know, as the as the team there. And, you know, the Bobby Hart thing, you know, people are wanting Bobby Hart to go. Guys, let's, uh, let's face it. It's not going to happen. Uh, as long as Jim Turner's here, Bobby Hart ain't going anywhere. Plain and simple. And I heard on the pregame show, uh, Paul Daner Jr. was talking about it. We know what we're going to get from Bobby Hart. It's something you have to accept. Bobby Hart ain't going anywhere. Plain and simple, Bobby Hart's going to be our right tackle. He's Jim Turner's guy. Jim Turner ain't going anywhere. The only way Jim Turner goes anywhere is if Zach Taylor's fired. Plain and simple, I was brought up and it was a great... Um, well, uh, Nick Sumino, he was, you know, we were talking, like I said, we talked Bengals, Bengals football pretty much every day. And um, he had brought that up. He's like, you know, Jim Turner ain't going anywhere. As long as Zach Taylor's here and he, you know, the way he explained it was great. Plain and simple. You know, Zach Taylor, as long as he's the head coach of the Cincinnati Bengals, Jim Turner is going to be our offensive line coach. It ain't going to happen. You know, there's way too much connection there. Uh, you know, between marriages and, and other crap like that, plain and simple, he ain't going anywhere. So, um, you know, we know we know what to expect as you know as a team. It's just you, you have to, in turn, you know, schematically help out your offensive line. And the Bengals, they were lucky enough. You know, this is a this is a confidence boosting victory here uh, before you get smacked back to reality from the Baltimore Ravens next week. Which could again, it could suck pretty bad. But um, again, the Cincinnati Bengals improved to one and two and one on the season. First NFL victory for Joe Burrow. JFB, boom! I'm so happy for you, man. That is awesome. 
you you deserved it. You have been just simply fantastic for us in this franchise. And again, uh, it was one thing Nick and I had talked about today going into uh, talking at halftime. If it wasn't for Joe Burrow, I don't know if any of us would be watching this uh, watching this team right now because it's it's rough. But hey, again, I'm thrilled. Uh, but I'm not going to get over my skis here in excitement, you know, because it's you know, let's be honest, it's it's it was against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Granted, it does. It makes you feel better. Hey, hell, we ain't going winless on the season. We got our first win. Boom, just what we wanted. So. Um, Congrats to Joe Burrow. Congrats to the Bengals organization. Congrats to everybody in there. Huge win. Uh, hopefully a momentum uh, momentum building victory. Holy cow! As you know, as you can probably hear the screams. That is my nieces and nephews screaming like wild banshees there. So um, I'm gonna wrap it up here. Uh, thank you guys so much uh, for tuning into this episode of Asbrock's Bengals thoughts here as I give the recap of the Bengals victory over the Jacksonville Jaguars. So guys, thank you as always. Uh, make sure you follow me on Twitter at I am Chris Asbrock and at IS Cincy. Uh, make sure you check out the website, uh, impactsportscincinnati.wordpress.com. And my God, these kids are driving me nuts. Holy cow. Um, again, that's Impact Sports. Uh, dot, or impactsportscincinnati.wordpress.com impactsportscincinnati.wordpress.com and for all your fitness needs as always make sure you check out fnxfit.com that is fnxfit.com and use the promo code Brock or take that back B Diesel for 15% off your purchase again that is fnxfit.com and use the promo code BDiesel for 15% off your purchase. And again, that promo code is only good for non-subscription products. So again, for all your uh, fitness needs, make sure you check out fnxfit.com. Thank you so much, everybody, and have a great weekend. Take care.